Uh, all right, so we're gonna jump into the teaching today. And uh, so it's gonna be a little bit different in here because we got kiddos with us today. So, hey, if you're a kid, will you stand up and jump up and down just for a second, just for, just for fun, just so we're gonna jump up and down just a little bit, kids in the room. All right, awesome. So this is just for you today. All right. Oh, awesome. And now parents are going, what did you just do, Matt, right? That's good. All right, so take a seat. All right, so uh, kids, a couple things for you, all right? Uh, if you didn't get a bag on your way in, make sure you get some of that stuff. There's some things in there for you to do uh, while, while the, the teaching's going on, but there's also some things in there uh, for you to follow along and do while we uh, go through this teaching and all of that uh, as well. And I've got something specific for you kids uh, at the very end of the, of the teaching. There's a point just for you today, okay? And then parents, if you have uh, really, really littles, our baby's uh, room still is available. If that becomes an issue for you throughout the time of the teaching, that's uh, available to you. All right, so to get us started today, uh, I have a question for you, and I want to see if you relate to this. Uh, I think probably some of you will. Uh, And so here's the question. How many of you have friends uh, that you really like and you really like to hang out with, but you uh, often don't because of their children? Now, be honest. Raise your hand. All right, some some of you are liars in this room, all right, because I will tell you this. My wife, Lee, and I, we have friends that we adore. Hey, Rod, you can put your hand down now. He, was, he, really, wanted, he really wanted us to know, right? So Lee and I, we have friends that we love and we adore, but we often don't hang out with them because their kids are kind of wild and crazy, and we feel like we have to detox our children when we're with them, right? And some of you probably, right? Some, give me a head nod if you can relate to that, right? Some of you in the room. All right, uh, how about this? So kids in the room, kids, let me have your attention. All right, kids in the room. How many of you, because some of you just started school, right? How, how many of you just started school? Raise your hand if you started school, okay? All right, if you just started school, how many of you know kids? What kids to already avoid in your classes because they're already the troublemakers within two days, right? You already know, right? They're pretty easy to spot, aren't they? Yeah, see, uh-huh, right? Got a couple hands here. Or how about you littles? Are you littles, right? Some of you guys that go to the playground, right? And you already know which kids, you're there at the playground for five minutes, right, kids? And you already know what kids to avoid because you get there and they're spitting on you and they're throwing sand, right? They're pretty easy to spot, right? Those kinds of kids. And so I start with that today uh, because, right, sometimes kids, right, if we're if we, talking about this in the family service, sometimes just kids or kids at school or kids at the playground sometimes can just be a hot mess, can't they, kids, sometimes? Parents, it's okay. It's okay for you to nod. It's all right. Sometimes kids can be a hot mess. Now, sometimes that's because they're sick or they're having a bad day and those kind of things. Um, but sometimes for some kids... And I actually think that I'm seeing this increase in our culture around us. I think that sometimes uh, for some kids, it's their norm. For some kids, it's their norm. Actually, I think that we're seeing culturally that we're seeing more kids out of control and out of control more often, would any of you agree? We are seeing this, right? And if I can make this leap this morning, I think that there is a direct link to that. And uh, what we're going to talk about today is a lack of parenting, Right? And I'll just tell you this, Matt's going to get a little passionate today because two things that, three things, three things that Matt is really passionate about. Matt is really passionate about Jesus, about his marriage, and about parenting. And so I'm going to get a little passionate about this today because I do think there's a direct link to this. And what I'm seeing uh, culturally, I'm, uh, I'm 40 years old now and I've done, done some life. I've still got some life to live. But man, as I'm seeing the culture unfold around me, uh, there just seems to be a, a trend of, of appeasement happening in parenting. Or, or another word might be pacifying, right? If kids in the room, uh, pacifying means like, like a, giving a baby, you can bring up a picture, bring up the, a baby and give them a pacifier, right? Like, shove the pacifier in, right? Every now and then you gotta do that with a baby, but when they're five, you don't do that, right? 
right? And so I think there's this, this trend of appeasement and pacifying and uh, counting to three and allowing backtalking and uh, adults and parents uh, trying to be more of their fr- kids' friends than parenting. By the way, you're not your kid's friend, you're their parent. And, and so I, whoa, we're gonna get a little, <laughs> y'all should pray for me today, all right? And so, I don't know, there's just this thing that the things that just change. I mean, my mom comes to this church, some of you know my mom, and I adore my mom, but my mom was not my friend. Now my mom is my friend now, but my mom was a parent to me. And I'm seeing this trend, and I think it's important, if I can say this, folks, I think it's important if we get to the point where we're not wanting to hang out with our friends because of their kids or kids in the room, if you're, if you're trying to avoid certain kids at school or, or on the playground, can I just say I don't think that's a good thing? I don't think it's a great thing to go, yeah, we really like those people, but yeah, they're kids. Or gosh, I really like Billy, but I can't hang out with him because he throws sand at me every day. I don't think that those are good things, all right? And so uh, what we're gonna do today, since that, I think that that's a reality, uh, I was thinking this week, how do we flip that upside down? How do we flip all of that upside down? And how do we uh, parent well? How do we parent better? And, and ultimately, so not because we get the acclimates, like, ooh, look, we're better parents, right? Um, but ultimately, that we can have kids. How many of you know, and I know this is the heart of so many of us, we want kids to succeed, yes. right? We want kids. How do we do that? And so I really think it's a really important topic. I know it's a touchy topic because people are like, oh, Matt, you don't tell me how to parent, all that kind of stuff. Tell me, I'm not trying to be offensive to anybody today, but I just is what I'm seeing. And I'm just going to tell you, and I'm going to look at some scripture that I think will help us today, all right? And so... With that, I want you to hold that thought. Today, we are ending our summer series called Ancient Post, Timeless Wisdom for a Life on Purpose. And in this series, we have been taking a look at the book of Proverbs, uh, these ancient one-liners, if you will, uh, and ultimately the wisdom that is in them. The Proverbs is a wisdom book. And can I just, to be honest with you folks, uh, parenting is covered in the wisdom book, actually pretty heavily. And we're actually uh, only gonna look at three Proverbs today, but there are several Proverbs that I could have used. I could have listed probably about 10 of them that we could have used, all right? And so uh, I think it's an important topic that is covered in the scripture and important for us to to consider. So we're gonna look at three Proverbs today, but to do that, we're gonna do something special. So uh, kids, I need your attention. All right, kids in in the room, all right? I need one kid from every family unit to come up here and grab a Bible from up here. So one kid from every family, all right, come up here and grab a Bible, okay? While they're doing that, adults, if you want to, there are ESV Bibles. These are NIV Bibles, so we're gonna read it because it's a little easier for the kids to read, okay? So we're gonna, we're gonna read that and then go back to your seat, okay, once you get your Bible. You guys can use the ESV Bibles that are under your chair or you can use uh, sermons.church if you will. Uh, if you wanna do that, you can open up a browser. Yeah, you can grab one right there. Dawson, you're so freaking cute, all right? Good job. Good job. All right, go ahead. All right. It was worth coming to church just for that today. All right. All right. Good job, guys. All right, so and if you open up a browser, you can go to uh, sermons.church, and uh, scriptures will be there for you today. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, families that have these NIV Bibles, we're going to look these up, okay? So here's the first one we're going to look up. Proverbs 19.18. If you want to look that up, it's on page 445 in this paper Bible that you kids just got, Okay. Go to 445. Now, to find it, some of you might, uh, it's about halfway, halfway through, okay, the paper Bible, okay, and you're gonna find the big number is the, is the 19, and the little number is the 18, okay? So we're gonna find the book of Proverbs halfway through. Parents, you can like wave at me when you get that, all right, so we can, all right, you guys got it, you guys got it. Okay, anybody else need more time? Okay, all right, here we go. We're gonna bring this, it'll be up on the screen as well. Proverbs 19, 18, I'm gonna read it out of the Bible. It says this, it says, discipline your children 
For in that, there is hope. Do not be a willing party to their death. Discipline your children, for in that there is hope. Do not be a willing party to their death. I actually like that. That one's actually pretty straightforward. Parenting well is important. All right, so the next one, second one, is Proverbs 29, 15. It's gonna be on page 453. So for those of you in these paper Bibles, go for just a couple of pages. Again, you're gonna find the big number, 29, and then the little number, 15. All right, we'll give you a second to get there. Those with kids, are you there? Wave at me when you got it. All right, awesome, awesome. Give you a second, okay, good job. Man, can I just say, hey, Braden, I love the fact that you're using your own Bible, man. That's awesome. I love it. Way to go. Okay, I got it. I got it. Got it. Thank you for the correction. <laughs> man, goodness gracious. All right, here we go. Proverbs 29, 15. Uh, I just want to keep doing this all day. All right. Here we go. A rod... And a reprimand impart wisdom, but a child left undisciplined disgraces its mother. Read it one more time. A rod and a reprimand impart wisdom, but a child left undisciplined disgraces its mother. I think this one is interesting. We're going to talk about this a little bit today. Is that um, uh, it's wisdom and parenting are tied together? You want to you like you you got to have wisdom if you want to parent well. All right, and ultimately, if you don't do that, oh, it's going to negatively affect the parent. Right. All right, and then the last one. Uh, we're going to actually thumb back just a little bit. Proverbs 13, 24. We're going to go back a couple pages on 441. Okay, so those with you, the paper Bibles, go back 441. All right, is the page number. And then you're going to, again, look at the big number, 13, and the little number is 24. Okay? All right. Those of you kids in the room, you got it? Yes? All right, awesome. Thank you. All right, here we go. Uh, 13, 24 says, whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline him. Whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. So now kids, I want you to put that Bible down. All right, because we're going to be done with it for right now, all right, because we're going to have everything else up there. You can put those down, okay? Um, good job, by the way, uh, for looking all those things up, okay? Um, so we're going to look at those three Proverbs today, okay, and what specifically those have for us as adults in the room, as well as there's some stuff in there for you kids today as well, all right? And so our title this morning is Parental Guidance Required, Keys to Parenting on Purpose. And we're actually going to have one point today with uh, several different layers uh, as we go through the morning, and I'll hit some of them pre- pretty quickly. Um, but essentially, we're going to talk about what takes the parent on purpose. And so here's, I want to give a caveat before we jump in though. And I know some of you in the room, you're going, well, I'm not a parent. I don't have kids. I will tell you this, please don't check out if you don't have kids or even if you have adult kids or those kind of things, because here's, here's what I know about uh, adults. Folks, we all have some level of influence over children somewhere. Right, And so some of you, I made a list, right? Maybe that's at your job or you're an aunt, you're an uncle, you're a grandma, you're a grandpa, you're a coach, you're, you have kids in your neighborhood who live next door. I just gave a, a, a story a few weeks ago about George who's in the neighborhood and, and all these kids that he's affecting, right? Uh, you see them at the mall and social gatherings and all those kind of things. And so here's what I wanna tell you today. If you don't have kids, you're not a parent here today, you need these values just as much as everybody else. Okay, so don't check out today. I think there's some really good stuff in here for all of us today, all right? So with that, I want to pray, and then I'll give you a couple things to write down. So if you have kids, would you grab their hand, and we're going to pray 
this morning. If you have someone you love and you wanna grab their hand, you can do that too. All right, so let's pray. So Father God, we thank you, an opportunity to gather together uh, as the body of Christ with even God. We, we, we know that uh, kids are part of the body. And so we're just grateful that we're doing this family service with us today and we have the kids with us. And we pray, God, that as we take a look at this idea of parenting and what that means for us as adults and kids, God, that you would do something supernatural among us. God, that you would take the words that I prepared today and you would multiply them in our lives. God, that we would be different because of Jesus and the Holy Spirit in this place. Pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, here's your point today. You can write this in on your handout. Parenting on purpose, quote unquote parenting, because again, we all have value for uh, kids, right? Parenting on purpose takes getting comfortable with course correction. You can write that in. Comfortable with course correction. I know it's kind of wordy. Essentially, what I mean by that is we got to get comfortable with discipline, folks. Both adults and kids, we've got to get comfortable with discipline, Okay, if we look back at the proverb, the, the, the word that was repeated more than anything in our texts, right, in these three proverbs was this. Proverbs 19.18 says, discipline your children. Proverbs 29.15, a child left undisciplined disgraces its mother. Then Proverbs 13.24, for the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. So we've got to get comfortable with discipline. And I, if I go back to the trend that I think that I'm seeing in our culture, folks, I think people have gotten uncomfortable with discipline. No amens on that one, right? <laughs> come on, y'all, come on, right? We've gotten uncomfortable with discipline and instead of comfortable with discipline. And I want to tell you, folks, it's part of the deal. When we have kids under our care, discipline is part of the deal. I don't care what age the kid is, every kid needs discipline. Every kid needs some form of discipline, needs boundaries and correction. Yes. There's actually um, a quote that, uh, that, I don't know where my wife heard this quote, but it's something that we've been, ty- as we, again, are passionate about parenting. Uh, this quote is this, is you parent what you allow. And I think this applies to our topic today. And this might make sense. You go, what do you mean, parent what you allow? What, what, what this quote means is that, um, I'll give you three scenarios. So, uh, Essentially, you'll parent what you allow to happen, okay? So if you're at the grocery store and your, your child throws a massive tantrum, throws himself on the floor, and instead of disciplining them, you get out your cell phone and record it and post it on your Instagram, you're gonna parent that. What that means is that will not be the only time that happens in the grocery store because now they know, right, what's gonna happen is, is they get more attention when you, and not only your attention, but also all the attention of your Instagram followers. You're gonna parent that. Or for example, if you allow your children to hit you in the face, you're going to parent that. It means it will not be the only time that you're gonna be hit in the face. You will parent that. You will parent what you allow. Or for example, maybe uh, it's a little older, you have teenagers and you allow your teenagers to talk back to you and disrespect you and smatter you and slander you on Facebook, you will parent that. You're going to parent that. You will parent what you allow. <laughs> you all notice that, that you can hear a pin drop in the room right now? <laughs> so I, I, this, this quote came to Lee and I, and I think there's, there, there's something to it because, folks, we parent what we allow. If we allow kids to go crazy, and, and not, like, it's going to happen. Now, there's, there's certain things that, like, kid, letting kids express themselves, blah, 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 all those kind of things. But the reality is if, if we've gotten uncomfortable with discipline, we are going to discipline that more often. Does that make sense? I think we gotta get comfortable with course correction. So I was thinking about my life, and, uh, but I will tell you this, I am not a perfect parent. 
All right, Leah is a perfect parent, but I'm not a perfect parent, right? We're, we're not perfect parents, and we, we, have, we have failed countless times, but um, I was thinking about uh, my, my kids and, and, and how there's been challenges as we've parented and all those kind of things, and I was thinking about uh, probably one of the toughest times we, I had to parent when my kids were little, and it involved Abigail. Uh, Abby was just up here. By the way, she led her first worship song ever today, which is awesome. <laughs> So this is Abigail uh, when she was about the age of the story. Uh, you can kind of tell that she's a little different, and so am I. Uh, in that picture, I'm a little uh, wider over here uh, in my cheeks. But, uh, but this story involved Abby about this, when she was about this age, and uh, it was kind of a crazy day. And uh, Elijah was in doing upward soccer. And so uh, Leah was like, hey, we just got to grab dinner. We got to get Elijah to the soccer practice and all that kind of stuff. So she made dinner and we kind of had to eat on the go. All right. And so she made one of my favorite meals of all time, sloppy joes. Right. Kids, you guys like sloppy joes? Oh, yeah, sloppy, the sloppy or the sloppy, right? It's good stuff. So she made sloppy joes. And so we're driving, and it was just out, down on the south side of town a little bit. So we're driving. Everything's good. Everything's going great. And then all of a sudden, and we get there, and Elijah goes off, and uh, he goes to soccer practice. And so Abigail, she, you can bring up that picture of Abby back up. That'd be really good because she's cute in that picture. All right? So Abigail is, like, sitting there, and she really hasn't touched her food at all while we were driving. And so uh, she, uh, I was like, you know, she was like, all right, she started to eat. But then she noticed that off in the yonder, there was a playground. How many of you guys know what happened next? <laughs> I will tell you this. I won't go into all the details of this story, but man, this is an epic battle between dad and Abigail. To this day, the Abigail, probably out of all the things we have parented, this is the thing she just told me a couple weeks ago. She goes, hey, dad, you remember when you made me eat my sloppy joe, right? All this kind of, she remembers, and I will tell you, there were tears, and there was anger and there was frustration and all those kind of things in the midst of this all because I said hey look you can you can eat your dinner and then go play but she didn't want to do that she wanted to go play now and, and so I was thinking about this uh, story because uh, the reality is I could have I could have right said to her hey you know what it's fine go go play right but what I knew in that moment folks was that I was going to parent what I would allow and so for me in that moment and by the way, Leah got out of the car and she went. <laughs> but in that moment, I had to realize, all right, I've got, I've got to parent this child around and she's not gonna like it and it's gonna be frustrating and it's gonna be frustrating me. I didn't wanna be in that. I had to get comfortable being in a moment that I didn't want to be in with my kid. And by the way, after that, can I tell you what? We had no eating problems with Abigail. There were no eating problems with Abigail. Now, she doesn't like fruit, but she's kind of weird like that. But other than that, right, that's the, only, that's the only weird food thing. that, I, and, and because at that point I said, I've got to be able to establish that this is important. You have to eat because we have to feed our children, right? We have to feed our children, right? And, and we did that. And it was a big deal. And it was a really, really big deal. And so what I had to realize in that moment, I actually have four sub points today. Here's your fourth. I had to realize this. Here's your first one. You can fill this in. I had to realize that it's good to look beyond each moment. Folks, if we're going to parent well, we've got to look beyond each moment. Not just the situation at hand, but, and don't just see the rain, right? Kids, you guys see that picture? You see the rain on the one side, right? And then the sun on the other. Sometimes it's so easy for us, folks, in the moments when we're parenting or we're, we're an aunt and uncle or we're a teacher or those kind of things, for us to see the rain. But we gotta look beyond the rain. See the sun that can come, if by the way, because what the sun came for Abigail and I when, when I uh, were pressed in and then we didn't have any, we didn't have what some parents, folks, they have food issues until their kids are like 12. We didn't have that because I, I, I pushed beyond the rain. Does that make sense? 
Back in the Proverbs, it says this in our, in our text, 1918, says, discipline your children for in that there is hope. And then I underline this part. Do not be a willing party to their death. That is an important part of that text. And then Proverbs 23, 13, and 14, we didn't look at this one, but I think it goes to, with this. It says, do not withhold discipline from a child. If you punish them with the rod, they will not die. Punish them with the rod and save them from death. Folks, I wanna tell you this, and this might be some of the biggest truth for some of you today. Folks, they are not going to die. They, kids are not going to die. They, they may act like they're going to die. They may throw themselves on the floor, but they are not gonna die if you don't let them go to the playground. They are not gonna die if you don't give them the extra cookie. They're not gonna die if you don't give them a cell phone, right? My, my 11-year-old wants a cell phone so bad. She's not gonna die. She's not gonna die, right? They're not gonna die if you take their cell phone away, if you take their Xbox away. They are not going to die. But in, on the contrary, can I take, bring that, bring that uh, Proverbs 19, 18 back up, would you? Right? But on the contrary, this text right here, it's significant, folks, that if we don't discipline them, this says that we will be a willing party in their death. That's huge. That is huge. There's value in looking beyond the momentary stuff that we have going on in, in with our children. Because ultimately, we've got to realize that there's a greater risk on the other side rather than the discipline that we could be disciplining. I was actually thinking of a, trying to think of stories in Scripture where this uh, happened. And I was brought to uh, a a story in scripture about two brothers, uh, one's named Hophni and one's named Phineas. Kind of weird names. So kids, I want you to do this. Can you guys say Hophni? Good job. All right, can you guys say Phineas? Phineas, all right. These are kind of weird weird named guys, but their story, you can bring up that picture. Their story is in 1 Samuel uh, two and three. If you want to write that down on your notes, folks, you can read that. But I would encourage you to read their story on your own time. Uh, read, kid, parents, read this to your kids. But I bring the story up between of Hophni and Phineas. These were Eli the priest's sons. All right, and it says of Eli in First Samuel chapter three, um, this. It says that. Uh, his sons, Eli's sons, blaspheme God. They actually, in chapter two, it calls them that they are worthless men. And it said, goes on to say that, and why? Because he, Eli, failed to restrain them. And so as I read that story again this week, all indication in the story is that Eli didn't do his part to parent. He didn't do his part to correct and discipline them. And by the way, it meant catastrophe on the other side. Both these brothers died on the same day. So I wanna to talk to the adults in the room. Adults, here's the, here's the reality. If we do not get comfortable with disciplining our children, our grandchildren, our nieces, our nephews, our kids in our classroom, all those kind of things, can I just tell you that catastrophe could come to our children? We have to learn to be comfortable with discipline because the reality is sometimes we are the only ones. Sometimes we're the only ones that are gonna say No. Sometimes we're the only ones that are gonna ask them to do the right thing, press them on something. We've got to be comfortable with discipline. And, he, and here's why. Take a look at Hebrews 12, 11. It says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who've been trained by it. So what that tells me, that text, is that we have got to look beyond the moments. And, and if we can look beyond the moment, gosh, it'll be darn helpful. And by the way, it's still gonna be painful in the moment, 
for the children and for the adults, it's gonna be painful in the moment, but we could save our kids from catastrophes. And I don't know about you, but that pricks my heart. I wanna save my children. I wanna save all the children in this church. I wanna save the children in this neighborhood from any catastrophe. Now, I will tell you this. I've been around the block a couple times uh, in the midst of this parenting thing. I've been doing this now at Lodge of 16. And so the reality is, I know that sometimes as we parent kids, right, they could, we could do everything right and our kids still screw up, right? By the way, that happens because we're sinful people and that, that's all. So j- just know that, like, I know that does happen. But here's what I know about what we're studying today is that I think if we do some more of this more often, man, we'll save more of them from doing that. So that's the point number one, looking beyond each moment. Second thing. Getting comfortable with correction requires balancing it with sensitivity. Balancing with sensitivity. All right, kids, I know I've been, not talking, I've been talking to the adults for a minute, so everybody hold up two fingers. Kids, it's the second sub point. Hold up two fingers for me. All right, real high, real high, real high. Awesome, all right, perfect, excellent. All right, you can put those down now. All right, so here's where this comes from. Proverbs 13, 24 says, whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. And I want you to notice, we're gonna talk about that word careful in just a second. So here's what I want. I want everybody in the room to say careful. careful. All right, let's do it again. Careful. careful. All right, awesome. So I took notice in this text about the word careful here. And beyond the fact that discipline is important, that we should be disciplining those children within our sphere, what I take from this text is that we also need to do so with care. We need to do so with Care. How many of you know that uh, uh, we as human beings can sometimes overreact? Oh, I'm sure I'm not the only one, right? I'm not the only one. That over- sometimes we can overreact. We can overdo it. And, and I think most of us can. And so what, what this text tells me is that we need to not overdo it and we need to not discipline out of anger or frustration and go crazy. And, and, and we need to do only what is necessary. When I was a kid, my dad, and some of you know my story about my dad. My dad uh, was not always the greatest dad to me. And so, uh, but he was, he was good, a good dad for a long time in my life. But I will tell you this, for almost all of my life, my dad, he wouldn't be involved in discipline, but he would not often discipline with care. And so, like, we would do something. Uh, it wouldn't even be that big of a deal. And he would be like, all right, you're grounded for seven, seven weeks. Or you're grounded for three months. You know, all this kind of stuff. It'd be, like, crazy. And we, like, we just, like, spilt some milk or something. You know, like, it's, it's the craziest thing ever. And so, of course, my mom, because she's basically a saint. Right, Mom? I love you. <laughs> right? So my mom would come in, and she would be like, she would, okay, yes, we got to discipline. This is important. But she would discipline with care. And she goes, no, you're grounded for a week. And I would tell you, it happened all the time. And can I tell you something that I hate about my parenting is that Matt Porman does that exact same thing. That's, a, that's something that I learned from my dad and I can, my mom's even probably going, yep, that's, yeah, I can see it because she lives at us, she lives in the house with us. So like, I can do that. I, I can do that. I hate that about myself because I, f- I was so frustrated and I want to do better at handling my discipline with my children with care. I think it's so important. And then I was thinking about, uh, I found this cartoon. Kids, look at this cartoon for just a minute. All right, says Susan's been at the school the longest and she's got a baseball bat. How many of you kids would like to have her as your teacher? I'm thinking, oh, no, you wouldn't, right? She's, right? No, like, right? We wouldn't want that. We want people, we want adults in our lives. We want to be parents who handle our discipline with care. And so uh, with that, I have something really practical and then I'm gonna go on to the last two things here real quick. Um, I think I've mentioned this in, in other contexts before, folks, but I think for those of us who have spheres of influence of children, and again, mo- most of us do, um, I think it's important for us to talk about how to discipline when we don't need to discipline. 
I think we need to come up with a game plan of how we're going to do this. Talk to your spouse. Talk to your, your, uh, your, your co-teacher, your principal. Uh, talk to your, your brothers, your sister with your nieces and nephews. Come up with a way that you can discipline so that when, uh, when discipline is needed, you can do so with care rather than flying off the handle. And, and that's something that Lee and I have tried to uh, implement in our lives. Um, gotten better at it. We're not perfect at it. But I think that would be really helpful. And by the way, because why it's helpful? Because then we don't actually then swing and hit people with a figurative baseball bat. That would be good, right? So that's the second thing, balancing it with sensitivity. Uh, last two, I'm gonna hit kind of quickly. All right, all right, kids, here we go again. Give me number three, because it's number three, right? This is number three, number three up in the air, all right? Some people do it like this. All right, you can do it like that. All right, awesome, this is number three. All right, uh, here we go. Getting comfortable with correction requires number three, positioning towards Jesus. You can write that in. And then I'm gonna land this plane. Positioning towards Jesus. Two verses here. First one, Hebrews 12, one and two. It says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. And then the second one, Ephesians 6, four. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And so I, it would be a huge miss with, with this topic, folks, if I didn't say this and I didn't bring these scriptures up, folks, for us to quote-unquote parent well, again, we're, maybe we're not actual parents, but we have spheres of influence, for us to be able to do that well and do so uh, uh, with purpose, we need to position ourselves and our children towards Jesus. Can I just tell you that if without Jesus, uh, I have, without Jesus, Matt Parman would be a messy parent. And I'm already a messy parent. We need to position ourselves toward Jesus. So put Jesus in the driver's seat of our, our, our own lives as well as hopefully, hopefully, as we, and I would encourage you to pray for this, hopefully your children, your nieces, your nephews, those kids in your school, hopefully those kids will make a decision to put Jesus in the driver's seat of their life. The only way we're gonna have a chance to do this parent thing, kids, the only way you're gonna have a, a chance in being the kid you want to be is with Jesus. It's with Jesus. And so I wasn't, uh, I was considering not sharing this, but I, I think I wanna share it. Um, this idea of, of positioning towards Jesus, uh, this last Wednesday, uh, ben Kittner, who's our student ministries guy, um, had uh, a, several of his students share their testimonies with the rest of the, of the students. And it said it was a really powerful night. A lot, a lot of cool stuff happened that night. But um, as my children, uh, two of them, Abby and Elijah, uh, share, were able to share their testimony. And uh, throughout, they were working on it throughout the week with Ben, those kind of things. I hadn't had a chance to read it. So when they got home, I was laying on the couch, uh, watching a little TV, kind of unwinding for the day. And I said, hey, I want to read your testimonies. Can I read your testimonies? They said, yeah. And uh, so I was laying on the couch. And you guys, I was blown away. I'm seeing you, Abby, in the back of the room. Both my children, as they shared like pages and pages of things that God has been doing in their life, they kept saying, and my dad. And my dad. You know, I'm not perfect. And, and, and I, many of you know, I, can't, I mentioned this, but my dad's situation was really tough for me, but I have, I've always wanted to as I've experienced my relationship with Jesus, I want to pass that legacy on to my children. And the reality is, is what's happening is, we're seeing it. My daughter just sang her first worship song ever on stage. She's in her Bible. She's reading her scriptures. She's falling in love with Jesus. 
Folks, we have to get serious, not just about discipline, but we gotta get serious about having Jesus be a part of all that stuff. I don't know, I, I sat there and I read those testimonies and I was just grateful for my mom and, and, and men that came into my life to pointed me towards Jesus. And so here's what I would ask. If you don't take anything else from this message today, folks, take this. Kids, take this. Point to Jesus. Point to Jesus. It makes a difference. Now I'm gonna stop being a blubbering idiot and I'm gonna go on, all right? Uh, last thing. All right, kids, this one's for you. All right, don't bring that up yet. Kids, this one's for you. I need your attention. Actually, I want you guys to stand up. All kids, stand up for just a minute because I've been talking for a little while. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. All right, all the kids, stand up. All right, this one's for you, all right? This is number four. Put your fingers up, number four. All right, this is the last one, all right? And uh, I'm gonna have you read it with me, okay? All right, you can bring it up. All right, here's one. Kiss ones. Say, kids, expect and appreciate it. All right, good job. You can take a seat, all right? Expect and appreciate. You guys can fill that in on your handout. That's the last one, okay? Expect and appreciate it. Uh, so this one is uh, for just for you kids, all right? I'm gonna go back to a couple of scriptures. Proverbs 19, 18 says, discipline your children. Listen, look at this. On the screen it says, for in that there is hope. That means discipline is good. Proverbs twenty two fifteen: folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it far away. So kids, here's what I want you to take from today. When your parents or your coaches or your, your teachers, uh, your, your aunts, your uncles, they, they, they discipline you, they, they do things that, you, that, that correct you and, and make you, it's because they wanna make you a better person and it's really good. For there is hope in this, there's good stuff in that. Because when, when you're not disciplined, remember those two funny name guys, right? Uh, Phineas and Hophni, right? Then you could live life like those guys. And by the way, they ended up not uh, uh, having a really great life, okay? Or you can live a great life, kids. And so it's good for you to be disciplined because it says right back in Hebrews 12, 11, it says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time. Later on, however, it produces what tells me, the scripture tells us, kids, that the reality is, is discipline will produce good stuff in you. Expect discipline and appreciate discipline when it's given to you, because it's good. It is good. Oh, <laughs> All right, you have to stay around for second service and do that again. All right. Oh, my gosh. All right, well, we're going to pray in just a minute. Here we go. All right, you can start playing, Abby. All right, so, so here's, here's the reality, folks. I'm going to just recap this. Here's, here's what I want to get out today. Parenting on purpose sakes, getting comfortable with course correction, which requires these four things, right? Looking beyond each moment, balancing with sensitivity, positioning towards Jesus, and for the kids, expect it and appreciate it.